Hello and welcome to Centre Stage, the podcast of the International Centre for Women Playwrights, a virtual non-profit organisation dedicated to supporting women playwrights around the world. This series celebrates the work of members by showcasing excerpts of their work, followed by an interview where we can hear about their ideas and sometimes their process. I'm Jenny Monday, and in this episode of Centre Stage, we have Eliza Wyatt reading a short excerpt from her play, Blue Sky Thinking. Eliza is on the Board of Trustees for the International Centre for Women Playwrights. She has been active in theatre for more than 30 years in both Boston, Massachusetts, and currently she lives in England. To begin with, we have Eliza reading a short speech from one of the characters in her play, Blue Sky Thinking. Eliza's work is copyright, and if you're interested in performing this or any other of Eliza's plays, you can contact her through womenplaywrights.org or her website, www.elizawyattplays.com. Here is Eliza reading a section from her play. This excerpt is from my play, Blue Sky Thinking, a play about a group of foreign actors and American actors in New York City who are trying to put on two one-act plays. This character, Layla, is originally from Egypt, although she spent a long time in America. Layla. I have to tell you about a visit I made to Iran. An old lover of mine invited me to his production of Antigone. The first visit was during the Shah's time. Antigone was daring stuff, the young girl who defies the king whose time is past. My friend directed and also played Creon. He's that sort of man. It was a great success. The audience got the message. This visit, my friend was invited to direct Death of a Salesman. Death of a Salesman in Khomeini's Iran appealed to everyone. The people who wanted to pump art into the religious system, people who wanted a play by Arthur Miller, a Jew, criticizing the system, people who wanted death in America, in one sentence. On the plane above Tehran, we women were requested to remove our lipstick and nail polish. Removal was provided and black headscarves at inflated prices. When we landed, there was a sea of black with faces swimming in it, like being in a convent, except for the men. On stage, the women's hair and ankles were covered, including the prostitutes, the one Willie Loman is with when his sons come to visit him. That looked odd, but not the headscarf on his wife Linda in Brooklyn. The actress playing Linda was the one who played Antigone ten years previously. She was frustrated by her part. Linda does nothing, she complained. She's a servant in this play. In the audience opening night, I felt glad, even in that situation, to see my friends on stage. 
Although I remembered how she was when she was a young girl defying the tyrant, here she was wringing her hands beside the grave. When she says the words, why suicide, Willie, why, why, I stood up and shouted, why? Guards came and took me outside. Outside I lit up a cigarette, where women lighting a cigarette in public is an act of freedom. Revolution. It seems like that here now in your no-smoking zones. But there it wasn't only irritation, but the interpretation of the Quran. Irritation too, of course. Later that night we went to a fairground. We had to wait until there were enough women because we couldn't ride in bumper cars with the men. We waited until there were enough women and took our turn. We drove them as fast as we could and bumped the other women as hard as we could. They hit us back. Laughing, we attacked. I never laughed so much. But what was I doing there? Was I crazy? In a bumper car with a veil? All because of some man? Now we have a short interview with Eliza. And I started with the question, how did the play come about? It came about because I was based in Boston. And, um, you know, I'm always trying to get noticed in New York City because that's the place for playwrights. So I applied to a group called The Women's Project that was run by Julia Miles, um, who was quite a well-known name at the time. And... Um, and she ran a group of women playwrights and actors, obviously not all women actors. And she commissioned me to write a play about clitoridectomy. Oh. Well, that was a very serious subject um, that I had to do a little research on. Um, but then I had uh, the fortunate experience of meeting so many people in Boston from the Middle East and some of them were women and some of they were from all parts of the Middle East where clitoridectomy is not necessarily practiced. Um, I think it's mostly practiced in Mali in Africa, um, but it still exists in Egypt. And I and um, Julia Miles introduced me to this um, wonderful Egyptian um, artist called Leila Said, and she um, had actually filmed it and had protested it greatly in her country, Egypt, and um, more or less fled as a result. Um, and she was teaching in a university in New York State. So that's how it came about. Because once I got that play, which Julia Miles did not produce, but did a huge number of readings of, um, I sort of put it aside um, because it's not a play anybody is going to produce for money. <laughs> it's a kind of educational project. Um, and then I had another play about, um, written about a woman's experience in the Middle East, coming back from the Middle East with her husband. Um, so I put the two together 
and um, imagined a group of play of actors trying to present these two extremely offbeat one act plays. And that's how the play came into being. Right. So um, you talked um, about the play actually being banned in Turkey. How did that come yeah. about? Yeah, um, well, um, a friend of mine was teaching in Bill Kent University um, outside Ankara, which is a lovely university, and I joined her there for some courses, to, teaching some courses. And um, the students loved um, the play um, and uh, tried to, and, and in fact, did a, a sort of workshop reading in their um, university. But... Um, the Turkish theatre scene is amazing, and um, and every year they have a huge festival in Ankara of theatre, uh, international fe festival, and um, European countries. I don't think American countries co companies so far, but European countries used to visit and um, perform in their language, and um, so the university um, students. And even the faculty wanted to present this play as part of their festival offering. Um, but when they sent the script to the people who ran the festival, it was denied permission to. And they were very shocked because having come from such a, you know, prestigious university as Bill Kint, um, they were surprised. <laughs> but I wasn't so surprised. Yes, it's a shame, though, that topics like that can't be discussed, isn't it? It's... Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, the outcome was that it wasn't, it wasn't read in Turkey, but you've had it read in other places. Um, yes. Oh, no, I've had it produced. I had it produced in Cambridge twice um, by a wonderful director called Decima Francis. And... Um, and I remember meeting her at a workshop and it wasn't a play I sent around to be honest, but I met this woman and I heard her speak and I thought, I'm going to send her this play. If she doesn't want to do it, I'll just, you know, call it a day. And I didn't hear for like two years. And then suddenly she called me up. She said, Oh yes, we're doing it in two weeks or something at MIT. So I said, Oh my God, I didn't even realize it was still viable. I ha Let me have a look at it. Maybe I'll rewrite it or something. You know, I wanted to sort of catch up to date with it. She said, don't rewrite a word. The play is as I've accepted it and you can't rewrite a word. So I said, fine. <laughs> really good. That's really yeah, good. So, um, Eliza, are you able, I mean, sometimes um, playwrights can't describe this, but... Do you have a particular process that you follow when you're writing a play? Um, no, I don't think so. I'm a writer and I write every morning and I still do. I've, um, I've not written plays for a while. I've been working on a novel and I've just finished a novel. Um, uh, but I'm just a writer. Um, so I get my one cup of coffee a day and I write <laughs> in longhand and then I type out, which is another kind of writing in a way, the same day, hopefully, but of course it never always happens. Um, and that's it. 
It's a good way to edit your work, isn't it, when you've done it longhand and you type it in? Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. And so um, what are you working on at the moment? Um, well, st strangely enough, I just got an op from um, ICWP, which I would like to promote because it is wonderful to be um, emailed with these op playwriting opportunities. And um, they wanted a play about fanatics um under 25 pages well i did write a play about um the imposition of the veil on a group of um, muslim women um so i thought this would be fantastic um but it was a long play so the past week i've just been cutting it down to 25 pages and um my friend who read the play said actually it's much better <laughs> i cut out the love story I just mentioned it. I right. just referred to it. And so, uh, so another. Um, this is another play about um, Muslim women. Um, so, well, where does this interest come from? Since you've um, been in America, well, I married a Muslim. Oh. Only he wasn't very Muslim, um, because a lot of um, Iranians are not particularly, although history. <laughs> sort of proved me otherwise but a lot of um, um, Iranians are not particularly religious and um, so I was introduced that play in particular came about my sister-in-law's um, response to having to wear the veil suddenly and in fact it did impinge on me personally because my husband's sister had a 11 year old girl who was very bright and uh, said she actually was going to refuse she wasn't going to do it and so the family were worried um, so they sent her to us in boston and um, from the age of 11 till she graduated and married she was my adopted daughter <laughs> And, and so all of these topics are really of, of great interest then to you and your family. They were, yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. um, it's funny how these things come and go, though, because um, it was interesting just doing the rewrite um, because it seemed so shocking at the time. But now, because we are all wearing masks, mm -hmm. It's somehow not as shocking as it was then. Isn't that strange? <laughs> it is quite strange. It's uh, reflective of the strange world we're living in, I think. Yes, 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 um, yes. Is there anything else you'd like to tell me about the play before we finish? Yes, I would. Um, it's um, one of the surprising things. So it's two serious offbeat plays um, being performed by a group of actors who are who are somewhat some are middle eastern uh, we have an egyptian woman playing and um and an egyptian man or a middle eastern man who are the actors in the play um and in the casting um we had um african americans um mixed race people and play actors play and and the egyptian woman 
So it was a mixed race, a diverse cast. And um, one of the surprising things was, which I think the director, she's an amazing director, saw, but I didn't really see when I was writing it. I was just in it. Um, it's funny. <laughs> it is actually funny. So the two one acts that I probably rightly thought nobody would ever want to produce um, are are integrated into this into the situation of a group of actors struggling with them. Like like one man says, "Oh God, I wish I hadn't heard about this clitoridectomy." You know, and that sort of that sort of is a laugh because. All the audience is sort of with the actors, try, struggling, trying to present the play. That's fantastic, isn't it? I mean, we, we are not really sure what an audience is going to feel until, you know, we either have a reading or a performance of it. So that's, no, that's wonderful. No, you don't know. I had, I had no idea. And you so, must have experienced that too. Yeah, and when... And when um, when an audience laughs, it actually makes, you know, the, perhaps the tragic side of it even deeper, doesn't it? Yeah, maybe it does, yeah. You might give me a couple of sentences about, you know, how the play um, continues after that character goes outside for the cigarette. Mm. Yes. Um, well, um, that speech was a memory of the Egyptian character. Um, and um, my friends commented on the play as um, a cross-cultural construction that rivaled those of Salman Rushdie. Ooh. And I think, I think it, I call the play um, a exploration of how of cross-cultural people in America, because although they're in America, they carry their ethnicity with them. And, and that's very interesting. And very topical and, and, right now. Yes, it is topical. And um, the thing is in the play, in the end of the play, um, the two, um, there are um, some, you know, um, American characters, you know, in playing in the play. And um, one of them is an American man. And, um, and he gets a, he gets a, an offer from um, Los Angeles and, and has to go. And, and his departure will in fact, prevent the production immediately of the two one act play. So um, and that is a, a common story of actors um, in the in small theatre. Mm -hmm. They're always at risk of losing their cast members to more pro, you know more lucrative jobs. So um, in the in the end of the play, um, uh, the director, um, the writer Marilyn. She's on stage too. That's probably why it's funny. She says to the director, do you think it'll work putting these plays together, the one acts? And, and the director says, yes. And uh, the writer says, there aren't too many realities. And the director says, that's the reality. <laughs> right. 
Um, look, it sounds like a fascinating play and one that probably would live forever with the um, issues that you're putting forward. So um, I have said in the introduction that, you know, anyone who is interested in, um, you know, looking at the play or getting in touch with you about the play mm -hmm. could do that through your website or through yep. um, ICWP. So um, let's see what happens. <laughs> Well, I, yes, um, I'm not sure that the website is actually working, but if it doesn't work, ICWP will definitely. That's Sometimes right. the contact in the website is, um, is not particularly good. Right, but you're on the member directory in... I am, I am, and I can furnish them with a copy of the play immediately. Right. Okay, that's terrific. Thanks very much to Eliza Wyatt for her interview. She is one of our international members. Thanks for listening in to this podcast and we hope there'll be some more coming soon. Thanks very much.